Hello and welcome to Self Together. It's your gracious host, Blaine Boyd. In today's topic, we're talking about Black Lives Matter. Now, Black Lives Matter, in theory, is correct. All Black Lives Matter. And this is a, what I would say, a local American issue of defining the worth of Black Americans. And I can say this because as a Black American, all throughout America's troubled past, Black men have been seen as less than. Now, Black women and Black children got this subsequently, but the main target of a lot of the hatred that is found in America as far as racism goes primarily at the Black man. And I say this for a few solid reasons that you may or may not find in history books, and you may not be able to find the evidence in um, most mainstream media. So first and foremost, if we're going to talk about racism, let's start at the beginning. So slavery. Slavery was described in the Bible. And you know, we are a Bible-based channel here, so... And the Bible describes slavery, but the slavery they had in Hebrew times was fundamentally different than what we have in America. All right. Hebrew or traditional slavery, if you're talking biblical, Bible based, was in which some a person was sold into slavery or sold themselves into slavery, in which they were more like an indentured servant where they worked for you, cooked, cleaned, did as you asked. But you were not allowed to beat them, rape them, abuse them. They were like a, like I already said, like a indentured servant. And every seven years, and in some cases every 50 years, uh, there was a, a jubilee, which means that all debt, i.e., them selling themselves into debt or any major debt that was accumulated, was uh, forgiven at that time and they were set free gaining back their equal status and it was never once again brought up that they sold themselves or anything else it was just an act of hey we're on hard times and I need the money to do x y and z and it was it was a commonplace thing now as you progress in time you come to the Muslim form of slavery and a lot of people don't highlight this the first slavers that used to sell people and brutally destroy them, i.e. castration, um, um, raping, having the sex slavery regime regime going on were the Muslims, all right? If you go to Northern Africa and you look at it back in the 14th, well, I would say from the 12th, all the way up to, I would say the 18th century, you will see that Northern Africa had slavery in vast quantities you know the old uh, harems of the sultan with german french spanish african or italian women just being there for him to have sex and rape at his pleasure was not a off chance nor a uh, dramatization or a myth it was actually true and the really interesting part was that most of the women that were in these harems were not 
Muslim women. They were Christian women or secular women that they were using as sex slaves or bought from sex slaves or their their family's tribe was murdered in front of them and because they were beautiful, they now were a part of some man's sex group. Now, how does this affect uh, slavery, uh, racism and slavery in America? Well, the Europeans who brought the Africans over to America bought their slaves from the Muslims. Yes. And then when the Muslims were getting so much trade, they couldn't go out there and do it themselves. They hired other African tribes to go and raid other tribes. Now, we're not talking about fellow African tribes. They went and raided the newcomers, people who were not a well-established part of their culture. They raided and defeated and sold. Now, once the Europeans got a big taste of this slave labor... What did they do? They decided to do it on their own. Now, remember, most of the Muslims at this time were of the Black Moors, which means they had darkened and um, brown skin, and they could infiltrate into the African culture and the African way of doing things. So when the Europeans decided they wanted to get on the game, what do you think they did? They couldn't just raid a village, no. They would fight back. They would lose. So how did they get in? Through the women. There are now known to be multiple compounds built on the African continent that house the mixed breed children of white men of Portuguese, Italian, or Spanish descent and African women. And these little children they produce... Like they always sell black and African Americans. One drop of black blood makes the child black. So these men would train up this child in the ways of not only their people, but also send them back to their mother who they didn't care if she actually slept with a white man or birthed his children. They didn't care. All children were respected and loved. But here comes the kicker, ladies and gentlemen. The European slaver would instead teach his son his language as well, and his son inadvertently would tell him which men were the adventurers, which men were skilled, which men worked metal, which men were the hunters, and guess who you think they came and raided and stole? These men. So the first two to three batches or generations of slaves that come to America were indeed indentured servants. But they were all men. And so after these men get to America, these are learned African men, not savages, who eventually learn the white man's tongue, learn how to operate in their society. What do you think he did? He learned how to get free or buy his own freedom. And buying his own freedom, he didn't want to go back home. Why? Because it's expensive to go right back across that giant ocean he might not survive and number two once he's free he's considered equal in the society and so therefore who do you think he marries white women white men at the time didn't like that they're in their society in their mind not all but many they're allowed to rape black women 
and and marry them at their leisure but black men shouldn't be able to marry and mate with their daughters it's hypocritical but it did happen so what do you think they changed the game up to they changed the game to where now instead of picking who they want to enslave they just enslaved all of them and brought the women with them why because if i can enslave the man to make him work hard and slave in my fields without telling him he's under indentured servitude but but convincing him he's a slave perpetually and making him too stupid to understand how the constitution and that him having children or being birthed on american soil makes him an american citizen and therefore entitled to be free with extra extended rights that are akin to it to an american constitution then he can keep him there forever and how do they keep them forever once again the women okay the women got brought over here after they sold their own men out now that they have men here working as slaves and they marry them off to the women who are already under their control they can now breed the children and sell them off when the most crazy and, and, and sickening things about this is that black women who already sold out their brothers and husbands and bore these white men children their daughters when they came to America once again bore the white men their children and all the ones that passed for white moved into the house and did not know they came from a black woman they spit and beat on the very loins they came from in many cases the ones who didn't turn out white still work the field okay now many of you will sit there and say well there were also a lot of revolts that is true that's where the slave patrol comes in all right the slave patrol which eventually turned to the police whole job point of, of living was to catch the slaves that dreamed of freedom and drag them back even though they were fully american citizens they were not allowed to be free because it threatened the higher the hierarchy of power i.e white men even though when you look at the revolutionary war and many of the wars to follow the war of 1812 against canada and their territories black men had not freed and slave had fought for american freedom from the british and fought against canada african american men have fought in every single engagement except for world war 1 and they didn't fight in world war 1 because they were not allowed to take the field but once again black men were being controlled by uh, their women i've said this in many podcasts before you get the women and they will poison their men or their children i've said this many times before now moving forward all right now that we all know they're americans they're breeding in north america how did we get to the very nasty version of slavery that we have in america 
up until the uh, up until the Civil War in the uh, 1865 when Black African Americans finally figure out they were actually free. All right, i.e., Juneteenth. So, with a lot of the rebellion going on, they brought in a specialist that would help them break the Black American mind, Black male American mind. Remember this, people. Black men were in the field, toiling away and moving things and working and tilling with his hands. He dreamed of being free and working for himself. Black women, on the other hand, nine out of ten times, or rather, I would say seven out of ten times, worked in the house, cleaned clothes, um, read, could read, could actually do math. They were there to assist the white man and his wife in their daily living, meaning that while her husband dreamed of being free to actually be alone with her and depend and take care of his family, she got to watch the white man and his woman every single day. And if you read the Bible, one of the things that it says, and this also comes from Silence of the Land of the Lambs. It said, in order to covet something, you must see it daily. And black women envied Miss Anne, i.e. the white woman, daily. So when the white man decided that he wanted to sleep with a black woman, in many cases, it wasn't rape. It wasn't. She knew he had the power. She slept with him willingly in many cases. Not all, but many. And and, they, and there are also many cases that black women were raped, but black women knew who held the power on the plantation, which was the white man. So now that the white man is raping the black woman, and in some cases, letting him have sex with her, and calling the white man to beat her husband, how did the white man get this level of control? And steps Mr. Willie Lynch from the West Indies, I believe he comes from. And this man taught the white man how to destroy black men. He said, the problem is that you must keep the body strong, but keep the mind extremely weak. Well, how do you do that? You subject that mind to varying levels of, of what is it, reward and punishment. And then on top of that, you subject him to shame. So, the old practice of buck breaking. Many people don't know what that is, but that's basically a white man raping a black man in front of all his peers and in front of everyone there to emasculate him and fill him with shame. By doing that in front of everyone and having the back of his fellow white man to hurt, destroy, beat, and maim the others, he now had control. He showed his ultimate dominance by raping the strongest male. The women in there would raise their sons in obedience to the white man because she wouldn't want her son to be harmed or raped. And number two, if her husband, i.e. the man who got raped, ever got out of line or ever planned to run away, she would inform the white man Therefore, keeping him under not only his thumb, the white man's thumb, but under her thumb. 
she had leverage. And she could always wield the fact that he was raped in front of her face, in front of his face, excuse me, which is totally diabolical and evil, but it was a part of that time. So now that you know that black men would be getting raped in front of their other other men, which would make him subservient to that white man, but all the other black men under him would be subservient as well because they didn't want to be raped. And if the strongest of them was raped, guess what? They can't escape either. So you put generations of this going on, plus generations of black women interbreeding with white men willingly, just like they did in Africa, you produce a recipe of a race of people who continually believed in and 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 lived their entire lives as simply as possible, kind of like um, having uh, what is it? Um, not shell shock. It's called um, uh, Stockholm syndrome, where they start to identify with their abuser. And in many cases, the women and the black men started to identify with their abuser because it's a lot easier to go along with an entire system that is there to destroy you and pimp you than to fight it daily because you're not getting any help from anyone else. Okay? Now, after the system sets in and most of the slaves in the South only know this way of life, and Mr. Willie Lynch's way of destroying the mind but keeping the body strong has set in, most of the society, i.e. white people, started to believe that black people were always originally like this, which they taught their children to hate black people and pity them like children. Unlike what a lot of people will say out in public, Racism is taught, and in many cases in America, it is something, and I hate to use this, but it's something that a lot of white fathers have pushed as a rite of passage to their sons instead of teaching that all men were created equal, which leads me to another point. When you look at the Constitution, a lot of people get this incorrect, right? A lot of people will say that America was built upon racist principles and therefore deemed black men only worth three-fifths of a person. It's half true, half false. All right, the Second Continental Congress, I believe, is considered the First Continental Congress, was set up in 1768, I believe. Check my dates. But there were five freed slaves in that assembly. Very, very intelligent black men. You need a dictionary just to decipher the things they wrote even now. Okay? The other thing is this. The three-fifths compromise. Now, a lot of people will tell you that black people were seen no more than cattle, which is incorrect. They were seen as Americans on paper. Meaning that the southern states were going to use black people who were technically Americans to boost up their population size and claim them as a part of the American population, which they were, and boost up their House of Representatives. So for every 
couple thousand you get, you get one or two more representatives. Now, what if you have 20 to 100,000 worth of American black slaves that are American, but they don't know it. They can't read, write, and nor will you let them know they're American. But you use them to increase the amount of slavery supporting individuals within the Congress to swing all American policy to further extend the, the sort of slavery that you yourselves, i.e. white men, wanted, want for yourselves and often rebelled against. Remember, taxation without representation is illegal and immoral. How much more is it to have Americans who are like you, are not represented, have no voice, have no seat at the table, but you're taking all their labor from them and treating it as if it's your God-given right. That is no different than what King George did to the American colonies. Therefore, a lot of these men who were supporting slavery were therefore hypocrites. But if you teach and you push that black, you were doing this for their own good because they were too unintelligent to be able to govern themselves or they're just as smart as children or they were, and misquoting the Bible, but from the line of Shem, destined to be ruled by their brothers, you could come up with many ways of how to abuse your brother, your fellow American, your fellow human. And since this time, until the Civil War was fought, proving that all men once for all in America are created equal, it was it was a major issue. Now, how does that roll into Black Lives Matter? Okay, from 1865 all the way until now, what you'll notice if you study history is that the Democratic, i.e. the left side of the street here, that's your Nazis, KKK, liberals, progressive, libertarian, uh, highly libertarians, all fall on the left. And many times they push for legislation that while it did help most people, always disadvantaged black people. And the Republicans who were tr- who helped fight and free black people have always received a payout for looking the other way, all the way from 1865 until now. And it's sickening and it's a shame. So here comes Black Lives Matter, all right? Black Lives Matter actually stole from the black man the Hands Up Don't Shoot movement. Now, the Hands Up Don't Shoot movement was uh, NBA and NFL black players simply saying to the cops and to the world that if I don't have a weapon and my hands are up, please don't shoot me. I'm following the law. I'm not doing anything illegal. Don't shoot me. This was never against the police. This was never against uh, the law. This was never against white people in general. This was just saying, do right towards me in agreement with the law. I ain't doing nothing. But here comes Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, if you don't know what the organization is, is ran by three 
women, three black women, two of them that are confirmed lesbian, one kind of on the fence there. No one really knows if she's lesbian or not, but three black women who really don't have anything to do with black men, but want to use their deaths to make an impact. Just like black feminism or feminism in general, they use men and their deaths in order to prop themselves up for rights and benefits. So Black Lives Matter uses Trayvon Martin um, uh, and a few other other uh, Eric Gardner, a bunch of these men's deaths as a springboard to get into the public eye. Now, what they said was essentially true. Black lives do matter. But if you study the organization, which I will go into the next video and explain what that actually means, for the short version, it means, once again, black women get benefits. Black men get absolutely nothing. They, they are used as the common foot soldiers to march in the streets, to be fed to the grinder, to be kill maimed and beaten just like when we marched for title six men got abused and beaten bit by dogs sprayed with water hoses 98 percent of the time what happened after the 1964 pill got passed is that women white women first black women too got all the benefits and black men got jet jack daily freaking squat and just like black lives matter now Black men get jack diddly freaking squat. They get nothing. All the scholarships, all the money is not going to educate black boys who reading levels, a collective level of sex. They're not going towards policies that's going to help black men. It's going to black women, black trans, black LGBT, black lesbian, and black lesbian-led homes. So while everyone's screaming about how Black Lives Matter is helping black people, it has nothing to do with black men other than using their bodies, which are lined in chalk, as a springboard for them to get more power. And them are black females and black lesbians specifically. Now, you may ask yourself, how do they get the money to be able to launch all these rallies and get all these people around? Well, it's called good media coverage and George Soros or lefty money. If you study black, um, black politics or uh, most black politicians, what you'll find is that many of them that support many of the most diabolical things in this world as like Planned Parenthood and a lot of other weird crap that just disenfranchises and indoctrinate children, they're all on the left and they all receive money from the left. And just like the Black Panther, they will try to subvert any good idea that is black male led into becoming something that's easily manipulatable for them to do and use. And their primary vehicle of choice are black women, unfortunately, and specifically. And it's sad. Go look at your history. See how they've used black women to collectively and continually hurt black men. And it's gonna come down the same pipe for white men. 
Watch for it. It's coming. All right? But this is my initial thoughts about Black Lives Matter and the history of what's really going on. Please, let me know what you think. Hopefully I said something to inspire or trigger your mind. Once again, this is Seven River signing off. Bye.